0: Hello, all of you in under channel land. This is Robert Under. Just stopping in real quick to let you know what you're about to hear. So these are a series of releases called Songstervations. And the main idea with this was each week, the four of us, it was myself, Aaron, Hawes, and Hendo at the time, each of us brought a topic and then we brought a song to use as a jumping off point for that conversation. We actually ended up releasing about 75 of these up to our YouTube, but they were not released onto our RSS feed for iTunes, Stitcher, and the like. And the reason we're choosing to release these right now is we are actually ramping up for season two of Songstervations, so very similar to last year, the plan is to run from August through December. Depending on how many get released on this RSS feed, if you like what you hear, swing on over to our YouTube. Actually, I changed it so we don't have a website anymore, but you can just go to theunderchannel.com and that will take you directly to our YouTube page, which is kind of acting as our main hub at this moment. If you guys have any thoughts, concerns, ideas things you'd like us to cover please hit us up on our various social media we are on twitter we are on facebook all right i guess that's good i hope you guys enjoy let's get you that song starvation starting up
1: right now you need to hear some music right now please what do you think about when you listen to music my
0: biggest problem with music these days is there's no fucking message you're ready for a musical journey the Underchannel's Song Servations.
1: First off, I want to say thank you to Seneca from Goblin King Studios for breathing some metal and the last Song Servations uh, thing that we all got to up to and, and did. He brought some white zombies, so it's been a long time. It seems like since the Underchannel Studios have experienced some metal. So thank hey you man.
0: for that testosterone shot. I blame I blame double H's over the, here. Yeah, I had, of,
2: we had the goddamn it, it, gallows on. It's <laughs> not metal. <laughs> it was all right. Goddamn Don't gallows
0: are a that. good band. I mean, that was heavy for us, I guess. But that it band. wasn't heavy. But you're
1: a good yeah. band. I like that. The guys.
0: rest
2: of that album pretty metal. Oh, I didn't yeah. know. Really? Yes, yeah,
1: sir. Yeah, that's like an outlier that that
2: track on that album. I just really enjoy that one.
1: It's still good though. I like I like you said it. It's uh it's like a pirate shanty, but it's. It's good. It's fit a like transplant if, artist feel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but it's well, I, I feel you. I feel you, Aaron. It's not, <laughs> not 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 as hard as hard as white zombie. Or, or, I mean, what it's you're about s- to deliver to us right now. Sanctus
1: Sanctus That's your gargling mm-hmm. shit while you're puking in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, this is like what you're about to show us. This is about. Yep, as this hard is ass as it gets. Black Label Society. <laughs> we haven't played any Black Label Society for you guys out there listening to the under channel yet.
0: That's not true. We, we play, have played tons of Zach Wild clips on the show. <laughs> That's
1: true. We have played the clips. <laughs> <but> we <laughs> have into a song for them. So this is going to be Godspeed Hellbound off the 2010 album, um, The Order of the Black. This is. Black Label Society's eighth studio album, The Order of the Black Is. It came out in 2010, like I said before. E1 Entertainment is their, uh, or at least was, the producing company for this. Black Label Society has been releasing albums, or Zach Wild, however you want to say it, for like the last almost 30 years. You know, 1999 is your first official Black Label Society album, Sonic Brew. But it seems like they put something out every couple of years for their fans. And Zach Wilde himself is involved in something, God, every year. If it's not him doing a solo project or an acoustic album, or he's working with Ozzy Osbourne, or he's uh, he had like a Southern rock album with the group Pride and Glory, hmm. he just continues to pump out music. Did and he it, do vocals on that? He does vocals on it, yeah. Yep.
0: Then he did his Beth, remember his piano song?
1: Yeah, and then he has a, he has a lot of music that, like, he's metal. Forget about it. I mean you oh. think Black Label Society Zach Kyle, It's a bearded <laughs> guitar playing beard chugging metal guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he does a lot
2: of soft music too, acoustic. You know. Remember uh piano. Remember that Aqua Teen episode where he did like yes. the happy birthday song? <laughs> <Yeah>. happy <laughs> birthday! <laughs> it's just so amazing, dude. Zach Wilde awesome, man.
1: Yep. he's got. A, they have a huge following without being a part of mainstream music. Like Their biggest success was the Blessed Hell Ride album with the song Stillborn on it that featured Ozzy on vocals as well. But aside from that, it's just people who love this kind of music support it, and they come out in droves to support it too. I've always enjoyed anything Zach Wilde does. so That song just makes me want to bash my head into a brick wall. <laughs> Well, what's good about this song is it ties into the subject I want to bring up. If you're listening to it, it's As the World Burns, Godspeed Hellbound. Good luck. The world's fucked. We're going apocalypse. Godspeed to you. <laughs> so that's what the topic is this week. I have three types of post-apocalyptic worlds you can uh, choose to live in. The first is a Matrix-style world that you would live in. Think about the Matrix movies with Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, Hawes. And uh, then the next one is The Walking Dead. Think about not necessarily The Walking Dead, the show or anything, but zombies. A zombie apocalypse. Think about that style of an apocalypse. Or Mad Max style. You know crazy car chasing just lawless lawless abandoned just out there kind of living just everyone for themselves almost it seems crazy everyone's got crazy names yeah everyone's got crazy (laughs) names it's probably one of the coolest things about the Mad Max (laughs) stuff
0: that part of the song is interesting because that is as much what I know of Black Label Society's music as much as the big heavy riffing that starts this off the Alice in Chains style Style crooning of of like dynamics between those big parts that to me has always been the more exciting part of Black Lady Society. Like
1: that little breakdown? Yeah,
0: of yeah. The he, oh, that, that muddy kind of water music mm-hmm. that, like I said, Allison Chains, Jerry Cantrell, those guys are like the best at it, but I've always noticed that with his albums. It's a cool,
2: it's a cool
1: transition, you know, and that's what's good about some of his music. It's, it's not just the same thing over and over again, there are ways that he brings other moods into it. <laughs>
2: can't see me, but I'm playing air guitar right now. <laughs>
1: killer air guitar, killer air guitar. <laughs> so, with these things here, I would delve into, the easiest one I guess to delve into would be like a zombie apocalypse world, living out your life in that style. World's ended, there's no electricity anymore. Uh, You'd have to imagine that because of that, there's, food is scarce now, you know, you're scavenging, you're living off what you can find, eventually gasoline is going to be obsolete because there's nobody manufacturing it anymore, so you know, you're making cars last as long as you can because that's your only source of mass travel still because most of society is dead and trying to eat you. How
0: important uh-huh. do
2: solar cars become in a Mad Max Ooh. future? Yeah they could become very everything know, it looks pretty deserty so yeah
0: well they should make a movie like that where like 40 years in the future there's no uh gas powered cars and like all of the rich people the warlords they're like riding around in volts and stuff <laughs> like electric cars <laughs>
1: It'd be tough for them to do any of that crazy off the top, like throwing spears out the roof and stuff. You gotta <laughs> rearrange the solar panels so you can still attack people. You just have that oh, you're one big severely dude severely blind
0: them. <laughs> there's that one big dude like Bautista, and he's just flipping people's cars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no more voltage for you. So if if you think about the zombie apocalypse, there's precautions you need to take, and I think one of the biggest ones was highlighted in in the World War Z movie with Brad Pitt. If you remember what he did, he took a bunch of magazines and like rubber band duct taped them to his arm. Cause your extremities are the first things to to be attacked, probably
2: as you're trying to fend off. It's like uh, Glenn and Walking Dead man. Yeah. It's like for some reason a zombie can bite through uh through the duct tape or something. <laughs> like... nope. Their
1: teeth just can't get that many layers. Yeah then you have to think about how are you going to live with zombies around? Because you've got to have some sort of security. You've got to be able to get somewhere. But if you're in a really nice place, then people are going to try and take it over from you. So how do you survive when humanity's at its shittiest? You know, it's not quite desolate yet, but everybody wants what everybody else has. And most people aren't willing to share because the food sources are very short. Yeah.
0: When I was going through the... The, the different ones we're going to talk about. Uh, I, w- I just wrote a little note next to each one. So with this one, I, all I wrote was, fuck no. <laughs> because there's, without a doubt, this is the worst apocalypse. There is so. no safety in this apocalypse. Like with the other ones you're going to talk about, The Matrix and Mad Max, there are going to be moments where you feel secure. With this one, you're fucked. Like in the best p- person living in a zombie apocalypse is living a horrific, horrible life.
1: Yeah, it's truly a horror story come true.
0: The best person living in a Mad Max apocalypse is like some kind of weird tribal king who's <laughs> fucking all these guys. And uh, You guys ever seen This is the End? You know, Danny McBride? Yeah, yeah that, that's that's yep. living like a king in a Mad Max-style apocalypse. That seems a little bit better than
1: being stuck in a yeah. zombie apocalypse. So let's go there. Let's that go Mad, like Mad Max-style. Because in a Mad Max world... You're stuck in a lawless society. Laws no longer matter anymore. Uh, the good in people, you know, at least there, there's probably some people in the world that are still good, but they are so shit on by these warlords and things like that because now, like, the barbarian thing in humanity is what the strong will rule. If you're not able to just, just kill people at will, you're not going to be in charge of anything. Like... Like, Mad Max, there's always somebody that rules over everything, and everybody else just has to follow that person. As long as you're willing to do that and live like shit, you'll be okay for the most part. Like you said, the safety.
2: It's kind of not any different than right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's see. Mad Max, like Mad Max Fury Road, like that guy controls the water output. But nobody really gets much water from him. They all come up with makeshift pans and wait for that shit just to spill out of the <laughs> canyon. And he doesn't really care. He's living lavish, like you say. He's got four or five wives. You know, he's got people producing milk for him. He's got a whole army of dumbass people that are ready to fight for him at any time. And anybody else is a blood bag. So they're just keeping other people alive for healing factors and stuff like that.
2: I mean, basically saying you want to live in a Mad Max universe is saying that you. Want to live uh, like in Roman times? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <in> similar <some laughs> yards. Yeah. I'm sure
1: there's
0: still some countries that are pretty similar nowadays <laughs> with like mm-hmm. the way the power or like the way there's no way for the government or the police to actually run the society. No, not point. too
2: far fetched. They're all. all dead. And I that's mean, like, like most of Africa is run that way. I think. <laughs> Yep. That's more trees. Any
1: law and order is out the window. <laughs> Even in the Mad Max movies, they visit that in the early ones where they just they kill off the police force. Forget about it. The outlaws will rule the road. Another thing about living in a Mad Max society, you've got to have some A Team in you. You've got to be able to make things. Make your car. Make your motorcycle into a weapon. Make you know just come up with ways to to finagle things to keep survival up for yourself.
2: A beautiful. <laughs> I was yeah, pictured like good. the AT-Van just like flying through the
1: desert. Like dude. they would <laughs> like, the AT would live like kings in a Mad Max world. They would be able to
2: to handle it no what About problem. MacGyver? how would he do? He'd be MacGyver like be this right. giant like makeshift mech suit in the middle of the desert. <laughs> oh, dude, he'd get around just by like a giant like rubber band slingshot. Yep. Just, like, I would coordinate everything.
0: Now, I am not <laughs> handy. I have what I would consider zero survival skills. I, that's not true. I know how to breathe.
2: Uh
0: <laughs> You're but I would definitely say I would choose to live in this society number one because there is going to be some large human outposts that you can go to strength in numbers. So you're yes. not going to worry about uh, a- anytime you're watching the uh, post-apocalyptic movie and they're out in this wasteland you're like there's one or two people walking by themselves like why (laughs) why you don't stand a (laughs) chance like there's no way living out there is better than because eventually they come up to some big city where people live why wouldn't you have just lived there so uh, i also have this really good skill i know how to run stores that's why so i would definitely (laughs) go (laughs) and <laughs> like that guy sucks. That's why. <laughs> but I would open a bazaar. You know, I would go to the bazaar. I would do whatever I can just to get into the society. We've got every a society, human
1: scalp here for sale.
0: Every society is going to have to have a currency system of what they exchange. Yeah. And there's going to be a spot where people go to get their supplies. So you go there and basically offer yourself up as indentured servants. Like kind of how Anakin was in mm-hmm. the beginning of uh, oh, Star Wars on t- planet Tatooine. Yeah, the same way he, he was. Can then. fix robots and shit. You, you will. F- they will make you find a skill. Yep. Like if I go there and I say, "Hey, you're and you're the big honcho man. You are Sam Walton of this world. <laughs> I'm here to work.
1: i you know, I'm. i not- to work, Mister uh, Florida. Came up from the south. I'm ready. Five
2: minutes later, it's heads on a pike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a
2: job
0: sharpening my knife with your neck. <laughs> But that's the only survival I think I could make, because I'm not going to, like, if society collapses, you're not going to see Heather, me, and the dogs, like, making it out there in the world. It's just not going to, you're not going to come across some tree fort where I've somehow rigged up, you know, Gilligan's Island style. What this
2: pushes new life. you out of <laughs> your house? The Swiss Family Robinson for it. <laughs> that's what I've always kind of wondered, too.
1: Like, what pushes you out of your home? Like... Danger. A group, a mob of people. <laughs> We gotta go now. Like in a zombie <laughs>
2: apocalypse, man. I mean, like your your house is only gonna like it's gonna get swarmed. Is eventually. that the key to survival? Moving, I mean, being mobile. Yeah, definitely. We just I said mean, like because like, if you stay put like in one place, like think of it all, like yeah, like zombies on all all different sides of you coming in. I it's I like would always say you know? the key
0: to survival in that situation is is strength and numbers. Uh, honestly, your key to survival. is is having more people around you who might die in situations you may have died I think that's in. the
2: main reason why people do, like, leave, like, their homestead, too, is, like... It's like you have find, to find someone, yeah. And uh, there's got to be a camp somewhere, or, like, you know, like, people still believing, like, that the government might be still be doing something They help. might They might bail us out <laughs> of
1: this eventually.
2: They you might know. step in, and, and we can fortify again and, and cure it and same be... time like I don't know if like a house is like the best like setup in zombie apocalypses, man. Just too many like blind spots.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You would want to go bomb shelter. Like you I mean you would want to look for something like that where there's like a subterranean thing, but
2: them zombies are getting wherever they need to go. This thing a house is too many blind spots and not enough ways out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so
1: we've done Mad Max and we've talked about a zombie apocalypse. Those are all things that are within your control. Those are types of post-apocalyptic times where you can do things. You can make the difference yourself. You can, you can fight for survival. You can join up with a group of people. You know, things are in your hands. You have the power in some respect. Now let's talk about a Matrix-style apocalypse where mankind is done. The premise of the Matrix is... People are the energy. We are made, we are put to, you know, bread, whatever, for one purpose, to fuel the machines. They grow us in pods, and we sit as giant batteries and giant towers, and we just continue to be that. They're power source. They just farm us, basically. We've become a crop. Humanity is a crop. While in your mind, you think you're living a life, just like you are now. Where things are going on, you're going to places, you you got a job, you know, you think you have friends, you go to clubs, you do whatever. You, you have bliss. You have a world that is very real to you, but it's not the real world. The real world is you're sitting in some pink ectoplasm goo in some society out, you know, 300 years in the future, and you don't have a life at all. <laughs> you're just a pod person supplying energy to robots. I mean,
2: we could be that right now.
1: <laughs> that's what was so crazy about seeing that movie for the first time. I was like, what did they just do to my brain? <laughs> so I don't think this would be too bad <laughs> if
0: I could guarantee that like, my very fragile psyche would make it through the initial couple weeks. Because after the shock of like figuring out that's what happened, it really looks like they just mostly spent a lot of time like hanging out on a spaceship. Like in one room, hanging out together, because a lot of it was like, "Oh my god, oh my, is this is wow!" All right, well, yeah. The, so the world wasn't real this whole time. The world wasn't real. Oh man, that is nuts. That is fucking nuts. And then the rest of the time, they're just sitting in like the same room on some spaceship, going around. So trying
1: not to get k- killed by the machines, though.
0: I get it. I get. There's definitely some dangers in that world, but I think as long as I could uh, accept the initial, there was a really good a- uh, anime or cartoon that I saw where um, when somebody died. Um, it showed their spirit come out of their body, and if they had a if they uh, they had a strong enough will, they would realize that they had died, and it wouldn't scare them so much that their spirit collapsed. Yeah. So it was like an explanation of how ghosts, because ghosts had such a strong thing that they weren't able to realize they were dead, and I think that would be the same thing with me. Like if I w- popped open my eyes right now and I was coming out of this pod, I think I would have a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would. I don't think I could make it through. Like I would be so, just I would go into my own head so much it would probably kill me. I don't think I could make
1: it through that. And that's what—that's why they say like in that movie, he's gonna pop, he's gonna pop, he's gonna pop, because all of a sudden all of that shit just rushed in and, and hit him all at once. I and mean, he ends up throwing up. You know, who knows if that's what they meant by pop? Mm. But yeah, he—you're right—he could have had a total cranial meltdown <laughs> at that moment, right, be <laughs> especially because cool, he—he. Not only does he wake up in a spaceship, but what happens before that? He wakes up in that pot of purple-pink goo, and all these things start popping out of him, and he falls into this abyss, and then this claw grabs him and takes him up. You know. Yeah, if
0: he did lose his mind in that minute did they just put him back in
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right never mind never mind cancel that plug this guy back in and
0: then you wake up on the hospital bed and like (laughs) you're like oh we pumped your stomach and we found this blue pill or red pill (laughs)
1: or
2: whatever hey man as long as i had like a good alternate reality i'd be fine but like you know could you imagine like being stuck in the matrix and then also having a shitty life <laughs> like. no, let's put it to that point <laughs>
0: you're in the matrix but you also work at Payless shoes yes. <laughs> you're, you're the L Bundy of Hi, the Matrix man. world
1: but following the theme of the matrix some people learn that that physical world that they live in the rules don't actually apply and they can be broken so gravity speed things along those lines in that world that the machines made for you to live in while you supply them with energy if you're hip to it, you'll learn that you can fly. You can teleport. You can I mean, I always be do like whatever the hell you want.
2: Too. It's like, well, fucking nothing matters. Yeah, you can go <laughs> back in and just live like a king. You right? could. But then what? It,
0: but then they never explain death. Like, if you die, do you just die in that pod?
1: Or is it yeah, saying that when they don't anyone dies, if
0: any time somebody dies, are they awakening up in the Matrix? They never explain that. Well, part no.
1: They say if you die in that world, you die. Okay. And They'd then die. they just flush you. Yeah. You get,
0: Whoa. Yeah. They bring in that giant vacuum and <laughs> like that's so how yeah,
2: the fucking two like characters. Abortion Apoch and, uh, <laughs> giant coat hanger comes down and <laughs> <throws you> out. <laughs> stirs it up real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoop.
2: Some rigs. Oh, gross.
1: <laughs> gross. <laughs> What's neat about it too, though, is like they don't. Another the thing they don't explain is you can break the rules. You can fly. You can you can have super strength, super speed. You can do all these things. But what about the power to create? And if you're in this Matrix world that doesn't really exist and it's all in your head, like they program this world perfectly for you in your brain, what could you create in that space? Like could you, ah, oh, we've created a whole other species of life. Or You know, they don't they don't get crazy with it. You know, it I've just, only seen the first Matrix movie. Really? Do they dive into any of that kind of no, stuff in the next one? it doesn't get that far out. I've always kind of wondered that, though, like, What if you like Neo? He's the chosen one. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He can see the Matrix, like the green and black smart system. You know, he can figure all this stuff out. Like, but who? Why wouldn't he create something? Right, because can't
0: like based on what his friends and stuff are doing on the outside world with their computers, they can affect him a little bit in his world, right? Yeah, they
1: can. Download a code for him to know kung fu, to oh. have certain weapons. So you
0: know? wouldn't it be interesting? Yeah, if they did something like twenty years in the future, where because of Neo, they've a- they've like reformulated all this shit into the mate, like into the Matrix yeah. to like basically turn the tides of war, however you want to say it.
1: Yes, like hacked the hack. Yeah. So that these guys are your power source these bad these people that are batteries but now you've like turned those batteries into poison or something for the machines mm. like you're feeding them an energy that destroys them yeah they don't they don't get too crazy and they should have they should have done that because the way the matrix ends you know by the third installment you're like really that that's that's what you do this <laughs> i mean you just reinsert yeah, yourself the back franchise in. End no. too well yeah it doesn't it doesn't end well like you, Keanu you, wasn't even in all those movies, right? He was in all of them. Yeah. He, was? he was. Him yeah. and uh, Fishburne. Like the whole yeah, the whole cast was in all of them. And they they they, so they gather is, some like other great hard cast to bowle, members right? too.
2: I mean it's
0: I think it was it was before yeah like, trilogies were so widely accepted. Exactly. Like, it used to be like, oh, my God, they're making a third of that piece of shit, and now they're like, oh, they're not making a third of that movie? How disrespectful. always supposed to be a third.
1: How can you not continue the story? Yeah. Yeah, the, the first Matrix was meant to really stand alone, but they knew they had something else with it. So the second movie explored it a little bit more was more action packed was more blockbuster Michael Bay style movie. Yeah. And then the third one tried to bring back into like the humanity and the ethos of what that apocalyptic world was and like how to overcome the struggle, but they just didn't land it very well. It was a very bumpy landing.
2: I want to see the the charts for when that when the Matrix came out and the sales for trench coats. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or dusters. 1998 call. They want their coats back. Right. It's just like that had to be. Or the sunglasses. Most <laughs> companies that made like leather leather trench coats and dusters, <laughs> they fucking love <laughs> that movie. <laughs> yep. All the vamp- all the vampire shops were just selling out. <laughs> so like, so like we just rest easy on this cash till Blade comes out. <laughs> they got it all set up, man. They, you know they release those. Yeah. Spread them out, man. They're
0: like, oh, man, we, we're, we're left over. All of our Vampire de la Martos merchandise is left over.
2: <laughs> Let's shoot another blade out. We'll get rid of it. So it, <laughs> it, would, it would seem
1: that the Matrix-style apocalypse is not the, the, uh, the most attractive choice in these apocalyptic choices that we've presented to you. Only I still would life. take it over the Walking Dead style. Absolutely, <laughs> that
2: is still yeah, my that would worst be the option. most rugged man. <laughs> but think about like, it. Like just like they had to find food like constantly. All right, <laughs> there's
0: just no, there's no going up in the world of the Walking Dead.
1: There is no, like, there, there can't can't wait for this to what if, end. What if you're like <laughs> the baddest ass? Like you the smell, think of the smell. <laughs> oh, the smell's got to be horrific. <laughs> but think about this. Here's an appeal for you. Okay. Your neighbor three doors down, mm. you fucking hate him. He's always giving you shit about mowing your lawn. I mean, He's always mad that you albums. put your
2: what? Three <laughs> what? doors down, man. Oh, nice. My, your neighbors oh, are three no. doors down.
1: Your neighbors are three doors down. They're the shitty fucking nineties dad. And now rock they're band. zombies. Now they're zombies. And what do you get to do to zombies? What is lawful at least? A couple weeks into this, because I'm sure if you kill a zombie at first, it's probably illegal, Mm -hmm. but once people catch on, it's like, okay, kill the zombies. We got to mow them all down. So your neighbors are three doors down. They make shitty dad rock music, (laughs) and they give you shit about your fucking (laughs) lawn, and when you take your trash out on the wrong day. Wait, why the fuck would they put my... I'm good with my lawn, man. Let's just say (laughs) that that they give you hell about it, okay? Three doors down the band, edge it, gives you a problem. Uh, too no. many dandelions in the spring. They give you a problem about it. You get to shove, like, a shovel through their head.
2: Right. Rob, you killed Zombie Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> was a, just, he was a zombie?
1: Doesn't that appeal, like. So you like that carnal knowledge part, like you get, there's no consequences. Right. They're a zombie. That's the best. But like, you know who they were like three days ago. Right, that's like the three best. Three days man. ago they were that a hole down the street. I like three doors down though. I think
0: you're <laughs> just screwing up. Well,
2: Treehouse of Horror really did it best when the. Uh when Homer, like, fucking uh, kills zombie Flanders. They're like, you killed zombie Flanders? Like, he was a zombie? <laughs> Don't <laughs> <look> <laughs> a bit peckish. Mind if I nibble on your ear? <laughs> any solace in the Matrix one,
0: knowing that those dumbasses didn't wake up from the dream? Like, those dickheads down the street, they're still stuck in their pod, <laughs> losers. Yeah. Keep on making your music,
1: bro. That's what you could do, too. You could be like, you're a bunch of pod people. <laughs> You fucking
0: sheep, man. You're all connected to the machine.
1: <laughs> so do you, like, <laughs> not
2: shit while you're in that
1: machine? or No, I, I bet you it all takes care of I it. think it's got a tube. Yeah, sh- sucking right up that there.
2: stuff off. Or you're just living in your own feces. That's a, that's a good
1: possibility.
2: Yeah, it's intense, man. But fuck, dude. I guess I, I'm going to stick it out with Mad Max because fuck it, man. If we could survive in this reality, <laughs> like, maybe we could survive in Mad Max, too. Because... <laughs> Everything's fucked as it is, anyways. I mean, it's a little bit of
0: a jump from where we're at right now to the Mad Max world. I know, like the sentiment of like
1: everything is fucked. That's another good Simpsons joke too. They, the, uh, they were talking about betting on stuff, and Bart's like, Bart said something like, "Oh, can you even bet on the Lions?" (laughs) And Mo's like, "Hey, lay off Detroit. Those people's living in Mad Max times." End of Transmission. End of Transmission. End of transmission. End of transmission.